0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes.
2: Welcome everybody to Extra the Podcast. Happy early Thanksgiving to all of you. I am Melvin Robert, and we have a great episode for you today. First up, Leo DiCaprio is getting Oscar buzz for his villainous role in his new movie, Killers of the Flower Moon. I caught up with the star who told me what it was like reuniting with Martin Scorsese and working with Robert De Niro for the first time since he was a teenager. Then, Chris Pine plays a villainous king in the new Disney film, Wish. The star shares how he liked playing a bad guy and how he feels being back to work now that the strike has ended. But first, the world can't get enough of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and Mama Donna Kelsey had a front row seat to the whirlwind romance. Donna shares with our Billy Bush what she thinks about the trailer media frenzy and why she thought she could catch a screening of Taylor's era's concert tour movie without anyone even noticing her. Plus, Donna reveals what the Kelsey clan is doing for Thanksgiving. Mama, how are you?
3: I'm doing well. How about yourself?
2: What have you been up to? You've been you've been out
4: causing some trouble, having some fun. What's what's happening? You've got a lot of action going on. I'm going to say that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you Germany was a blast. This past year has been like an unreal ultimate universe type of experience. So it's kind of it's kind of been a fun year, I have to admit.
4: When the boys say you know, when the boys are little, you go to their games and you pack the orange slices and all that business. But, uh, you know, when, when you say, Mom, I'm playing in Frankfurt, Germany, do you get a nice first class seat? Do you get your own plane? Do you go with the team? How does it work?
3: Yeah, you know, I don't bug them with that. I just go ahead and get my own, you know, like fare. I don't tell them I'm going or when I'm going or anything like that. I'm not that I'm not that parent that says, give me a plane. I want first class. I don't do that. So anyway, what I did, I did go first class. (laughs) I paid for me and uh, they would have done it, but I don't like to do that. So I can afford it myself. So anyway, we headed overseas. It was first class. I went around the plane once because I was looking for a friend. And uh, she was in the back in economy, and so I checked her out. So it was pretty good. But yeah, it's it's a fun time. Um, I love to travel. I love to go anywhere. I've been on so many cruises this year. Um, the kids give me those things as gifts, so I'm very oh. fortunate. They're very generous.
4: Who's the who is the most thoughtful gift giver, Jason or Travis? It's got to be Jason.
3: Can we can we? Put in wives yeah his <laughs> wife jason's wife <laughs> oh you... yeah she's very she's very thoughtful god bless her
4: what's the thanksgiving plan are we having is everybody coming to you you got both boys
3: they're playing football no 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 they they're practicing they're playing games on sunday i have always for the past Oh, 20 years gone to where they are, even in college. It was like wherever they were, they were playing football, so we went. So, yeah, we were usually uh, at either um, restaurants or at somebody's house or something like that. I was never home. I I never am. I'm never home at Thanksgiving. It's great. You don't have to cook.
4: Oh, it's (laughs) fantastic. Listen, I've got something special here that I know you have. I've got something that you've got mama. What's that? What's that? The Cleveland
3: Heights oh, 2008 boy. yearbook. Oh, yeah. That's him. Look at Kilitrav. Yeah. yeah. He even had some, you know, strange sweater on even in that. So just, <laughs> he's, he's always like that. He's always just He wears things to put a smile on people's faces. That's basically what he does.
4: He does, and before he was a tight end, he was a quarterback in high school for the Tigers.
3: He was, he was a quarterback. He ran most of the time, but yes, he was a quarterback, yeah.
4: You mean he was a, oh, a running quarterback. He, he, He liked to take the ball and make the, beautiful. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for that Glee Club picture back here, but I don't know if I found that one. Hold on, he's a performer too. Oh, and a fine basketball player, yeah? Number twenty-one. Did play basketball, yeah, there's Trav, yep. Kelsey right there. Phenomenal. Yeah. So tell yeah. me what's tell me what's happening with Ancestry.com because I only thought it was a, a, a DNA kit.
3: No, you know what? It's it's really kind of interesting. I've been, um, you know, a customer for years, and I have done the DNA and I kind of know where you know my roots are from uh, in Eastern Europe and also in um, you know England and Wales and Sweden and all that kind of stuff but one of the neat things that so intrigued me this year to partner with Ancestry is that they have the ability for you to capture and preserve family memories recipes audio and things like that that you can upload for future generations so how cool is that?
4: You're in the cloud. Have- it's like a, it's like a, a family photo album you that know. you can update as yeah. you go. And, and,
3: and you can put whatever you think is of any, you know, purpose or what you did in your life, you know, what kind of work you did, whatever you think is important. I mean, my kids have their stuff all over the place. I don't have to worry about it. But there are a lot of individuals that somebody's gonna come back and say, What did my grandmother do? You know, I don't know. So it's kind of neat that they have that ability to be able to preserve those memories for the future, even some little audio clips. Um, So that's kind of cool. I think that it's so important to get together at the holidays, even though as a sports parent, we don't really do that all the time. It comes few and far between where we're all together. But... um, it's important to talk to discuss you know what the stories were what the rumors are what everybody thinks you know the ancestors did because that just helps you in order to go in the future and ancestry has this huge amount of information out there that um, they can pull from in order to find out you know individual names and when they came to the united states and how long they've been here and if they were in any wars they just found a 179 page pension document for one of my great great grandfathers that was in the civil war and it was in the national archives registry so they found out that he was in the war he was a, a prisoner of war he um had some affliction where they put they used to put lime on roads in order to make them harden so that horses could and wagons could go on them and he must have gotten that on his hands and put it in his eyes because he started to go blind so because of that hardship he didn't fight in all the battles that were out there he fought in a couple like a battle of lookout mountain and all this stuff is in that pension document um, it's just amazing the information you can find out about ancestors, especially if they had enlisted or they've been in the war. Or those are probably the most, um, uh, you know, they're they're out there uh, more than anything else. You are
4: you are the busiest mom uh, in America. You're running around everywhere. I don't know if you have any downtime. Have you had a chance to get out and see any movies?
3: Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> I did see a movie recently. Yeah, I did. Care to review was that was movie? Amazing! That was amazing. Yeah, very talented person.
4: Yeah, you saw a talented <laughs> person. What was the movie? What did you see? I, 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 just...
3: I mean, it's all over the place. I, I was at the Aeros tour. Uh, I was in a movie theater in Orlando. There was like very few people had had seats that they pre, you know. Um, um reserves. So I thought, well this will be a good bet. I'll go here and nobody'll know I'm here. But you know <laughs> you know, I just wanted to see what the whole concert looked because like, well, I had have not been.
4: Well, you must be having fun with with all the excitement and the hoopla surrounding that skybox. Yeah.
3: I'll tell you, it's just uh, you know, they're making their own story and um I just, I don't even have to say anything. They're doing it all themselves. It's so they're cute. telling their story.
4: It's darn <laughs> cute. And by the way, Jason is in Sexiest Man Alive. So you might, I can't believe what's going on in your life.
3: There, There's a lot of hope for large um, <laughs> men out there for Jason. But,
4: you know what they used to call that look? They used to call that large
3: beard l- in the Lumber yes. Sexual. They called it Lumber Sexual yes. back <laughs> <laughs> I think what his allure is, is that he's a good dad, a great husband, and he just, you know, family's everything to him, and I think people can relate to that. And he can sing. So.
4: I mean, he and the boys on the offensive line have a little little racket going there. They can sing, right?
3: Yeah, the, the, their uh, album release is coming out this Friday. They're all excited about that. This is album number two, and they've got some pretty heavy hitters on it. Patty LaBelle, and it should be a good one.
4: Unbelievable. Well, Mama, it is... Yeah. Uh, it, it when, we, when you look at those pictures of the boys when they're little that you that we got yeah. with ancestry there, what's your favorite memory of ferrying those little guys around
3: I think just all the times we were on the road and such we just it was, it was full of a lot of laughter. We were very very, very fortunate. We didn't have a big family but the little family that we had um, was very tight-knit, and it still is today. So it's, it's pretty awesome that we got to, uh, they got to live out their dreams, and mm-hmm. it was a long road. It was a lot of hard work. There were a lot of days when they didn't think they were going to make it, but um, through perseverance and hard work and uh, a lot of luck, they made it.
4: In a way, you've you become America's mom in a way. It's been a lot of fun. It's so great to see you. Every time I see your smiling face on the screen at a game or wherever it is, it, it, yeah. it warms everybody's heart.
3: Ah, oh, that's sweet of you to say that. I do have a good time, that's for sure. Your chances
4: <laughs> of being at the Super Bowl are pretty good, Nick. At least what one of them. Think about the
3: push. Is, isn't that wild? I know, I swear to God, it's weird.
4: It's so great. Yeah. What do you think of it? This brotherly love that these guys have going on on brotherly that podcast. Show.
3: The one the push. Yeah. I don't know if love is the answer or the right term, but they do love to needle each other. And I think it's very typical. I think people can relate to them. Because they're so genuine and it's exactly like if two brothers were in any other family in the United States, that's the way they treat each other. It's just there's a lot of awesome. digging, there's a lot of needling, there's a lot of, you know, I'm better than you, I have bragging rights. It's just it's just family. I mean, I think that's what they can relate to. Plus with all the media and some of the 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 rough things that are happening in the world right now, I think everybody just loves a good, a good happy story. So, you know, I think that's what the allure is like, so.
4: Donna, it is great to see you, and uh, great job with Ancestry.com, and uh, Campbell's, and all of it, and I, I can't wait to meet
5: you in person. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash audio. Visit IXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
2: I just love her, and I am sure that we'll be seeing much more of Donna cheering on her boys on the football field. Next up... He has one Oscar win and seven Oscar nominations, and now Leonardo DiCaprio is getting more Oscar buzz for his villainous role in Killers of the Flower Moon. I sit down with Leo and co-star Lily Gladstone to talk about the new film, which depicts the shocking true story of a string of grisly murders of members of the Osage Nation in the 1920s. Take a listen. Robin Robert with Extra. It's so great to be with both of you. Thank you. This movie was fantastic. It was a slice of history that I did not know about. I'm so happy that I now do. You said that the storytelling was really rooted in truth. With truth comes an extraordinary amount of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Why was this so important to you? For
6: what you just said, in a lot of ways, I mean, um, we, we we had the option to do this book by David Grant, Killers of the Flower Moon. It was, you know, we've been going through a... great reckoning with our past especially in america and you know here we were a hundred years later telling the truth about what happened during the osage reign of terror we were in a lot of ways just incredibly honored to tell this story and we felt an immense responsibility to do it justice to tell it correctly we we immersed ourselves in the, in the Osage community there in Oklahoma and listened to their story and their perspective on not only the Osage viewpoint, but, you know, Molly really in a lot of ways being uh, uh, the champion and heroine of this story. We, we did a complete shift in the entire structure of the movie from it being a sort of whodunit FBI investigation, which is still a part of the movie, to hopefully get more into the, the household, the heart and 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 the soul of this storytelling, which is this very insanely uh, uh, twisted love story that occurred, and in a lot of ways, we took inspiration from you know cinema history with an unreliable protagonist looking at you know uh, a place in the sun, the corruption of the American dream with Montgomery Cliff, and we said this this can actually work. Yeah, we can tell a story, a, a love story, this complex where two things coexist simultaneously, love and betrayal at the same time. And we took inspiration from movie history and, um, and then went on a long process of investigation into trying to tell the truth.
2: Yeah, we talked to many of the folks that were present from the Osage community and they all shared truly that they were so honored and felt so safe and felt so seen in the storytelling that you all did. You shared on social media, um, uh, almost like a, uh, I don't wanna say a warning, but just a note to native women and youth saying, see this, when you feel ready, you may experience some generational trauma um, and see it with people that you feel safe in in doing that with.
7: Right, and that thought was a gift from a lot of people, and it came most prominently after us having a screening specifically and only for Osage Nation, an entire theater in Tulsa was booked out on multiple screens, and the community was invited to come. And I remember afterwards speaking to some very, very dear lifelong friends that I made during this process and who I see often, how important it was for them that they got to see it together for the first time. and then. Because we were unable to promote for such a long period of time seeing and feeling reactions from the Native community about walking into this movie, I decided the way that I was speaking to people privately, one-on-one, good friends that were booking out entire theaters so they could go and bring their entire families, my entire family filled up an entire theater. People drove from Blackfeet Reservation in Montana to join our family who were urban in Seattle and everybody watched it together every time, you know, I zoomed in to say hi to everybody and I saw some of my young cousins sitting there. And I think it's easy, this moment for Indian country, you know, it's, 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 an incredible moment of representation and it's exciting, but it's easy to walk in there and forget. And I know a lot of people now who have seen it alone or in, you know, audiences that are largely non-native and are seeing it as as a film um, expecting to be fully whatever you know complaining about the length all of those little essentially trite comments that you could make about any film because there's always going to be haters of any film out there like know that sometimes you have Osage people in your audience you have Native people in your audience and you're you're in there with people who are experiencing this in such a way that is so haunting and can be incredibly triggering. Yeah. But it's by and large, everybody's expressed who has seen it. Um, like you said, Osage, who have seen it, how happy they are this is out there, yeah. but also how difficult it yeah. was to process alone.
2: This is the first time we're seeing you and Mr. De Niro share screen time together.
7: Hmm.
2: How do you feel about that? Do you get nervous working with somebody like him? Well, it's the... Technically, first time as an adult because you've been in have <laughs> been in movies together, but yeah. you have seen you never
6: seen in scenes together. Well, it's been thirty years, basically, and uh, I've said this before, but you know the they are the sort of my heroic actor uh, director duo in cinema history. I the whole gen my whole generation of actor friends we grew up on their movies together. We we quote their films. That collaboration is you know. Is in our DNA. Yeah. And um, having gotten to work with Marty on a few movies now, getting all of us together again 30 years later was really an incredible dream come true. They were, they're were they both essentially kind of like father figures to me yeah. in, in a lot of ways. And... Fleshing out the relationship of this sort of abusive father-son dynamic, which was very similar to what I did in my first starring role with him in this boy's life, yeah. was bizarrely surreal, yet incredibly comfortable.
3: Yeah,
6: well, it, it just felt like I was f- fitting right back into that 15-year-old's shoes, but I'm grown up now, and the this, the show goes on. And we, there wasn't a lot. It was It was very instinctual. We just fit fit into those characters quite easily it was bizarre but more than anything man what a what an incredible memory and what an incredible gift to get to work with both of them
2: one of the things the boss said marty said was that with with mr de niro there's a a short game with you there's a long game because you like Mm -hmm. to talk (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah
6: and rehearse yeah i do and especially with this movie you know we had we had an uh, initial way to do the screenplay and tell the story. And there was just many, many, a lot of times mo- movies I most love take are a long conversation. They may not be, you know, um, films that take a long time to make, but there's got to be a long conversation about how to tell it right. And boy, did we have conversations about how to tell this movie the right way. And and it was all a distillation of how do we get further and further down the pipeline of truth. How do we get to the truth of who these people are? And and thank God the Osage embraced us and and uh, told us their story. And we got to hear it
2: from their perspective. My last question is this. When you found out you were working with Mr. DiCaprio, what went through your mind?
7: Uh, it was blown. You know, It <laughs> took a while to pull it all back together and put it back on. But yeah, the um, after doing it for however long we were doing it, it clicked that this is an incredible artist and these are all incredible artists that just care about what they're doing and allowed me in and really expected me to be at the table with them. And um, yeah, eventually the, I mean, I'm still perpetually mind blown about it, let's be honest.
2: <laughs> Oscar buzz, do you buy into that? This point in your career? That's up for everybody
6: else to decide. We're just just—we're <laughs> just doing our thing here, talking about a movie that we care about a lot. Uh. It's up to everybody else.
2: Round seven with Mr. Scorsese, maybe. Who's, who knows, hopefully. This is really a story that all of us need to know about. Killers of the Flower Moon is in theaters now. Okay, now to this. Disney is celebrating 100 years of characters wishing upon a star. And for the first time ever, one of those stars touches down in the holiday musical Wish. I got the chance to catch up with Chris Pine who plays villainous King Magnifico. He shares what it was like playing the bad guy and also how he feels being back to work now that the strike is over. It's great to see you. Yeah, good to see you, man. Yeah, so, Uh, You guys are back. Mm -hmm. How good does it feel to be back? There's so much sacrifice that went into getting to this deal and getting everybody back to work. Yeah, look, I don't know the ins and outs of what they did, but
8: uh, I trust our leadership and and they obviously put in extraordinary time and uh, walked away when it seemed really close to come back and fight uh, another day to get a better deal. Um, we owe it to all of them and their hard work for, for what we we've gotten in this very new time. And that at the end of the day to, to come back after a strike with, uh, some smiles and good feelings in our heart and, uh, a bright light ahead in the future is, is, a good thing. I can certainly imagine that. What were the last five, six months like for you? Uh, you know, it's, it's odd things. Uh, I'm an LA kid, so I grew up here and I live here and to see the town, Slow down and all of the ancillaries, everything from restaurants to um, to coffee shops, you could feel and having talked to people that it, it affected everything, really, uh, which is nice to know in a way in, in the fact that our town is still vibrant or so that our community is still strong. So when we don't work here, it does affect people. It means that people are still making uh, movies and television shows in Los Angeles, which I'm still proud about. But uh, the effect was widespread
2: and, and pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, you felt it as you drove, I'm an L.A. kid too, you felt it as you drove around and you realize how much a part of our daily life the entertainment industry is. Now, yeah. This is just such a Hollywood town. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the,
8: this I, the, I'm searching for this, but four and a half or five and a half billion dollars worth of of revenue loss over, over six months, so, um, you know, and I can only really speak for the people that I know that are closest to me and I had talked to some of my friends last night and I, immediately there's a palpable sense of yes. it. Mean, I talked to everything from uh, uh, the guy, um, my buddy who, who does my hair in the mornings, yeah. Who he got a call first thing when yeah. uh, work came back. My buddy just got in a veil for a television show and that was all within like three hours of this thing happening. So like
2: people are fired up, you know? My brother's an art director and a production designer and instantly, because he had yeah. stuff that was on hold and he yeah. was, and you felt the shift. One of my favorite That's things great. is to be able to come to the juniors and talk to you all about these projects that you're so passionate about which is fantastic it's always great to hear you sing uh-huh. i love when you do something Thanks, when Ray. you get to sing um talk to me about what you loved about the king about this this great villain and now you're a part of this great legacy of these disney villains you said it man I'm from
8: scar and jafar and uh gaston and all of this history of 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 the baddies to be able to You know, I started my career as a prince in Prince's Diaries. Now I get to play an evil king. It feels like it's it's good. uh, You know, there's good balance there. Um, Everyone who's been a kid, we've all been kids, grew up with Disney and an imprint of a Disney story on their lives. And uh, for me, the Beauty and the Beast or Ariel and and Little Mermaid or or Lion King, uh, um, uh, Mowgli, and uh, I mean, the the list goes on and on and on. So to be able to be a part of that, to be able to be especially a part of something that is about exactly what this, brand is about which is wishing on a star and
2: the fact that one of the stars of this is that star is pretty cool one of the things that i know jennifer lee said was that it's the first time that we're really tapping into the origin story of a disney villain that they hadn't really done yeah. that before yeah i mean
8: look i think that's fantastic i have fun just kind of yelling and, and <laughs> playing a meanie and a baddie and, and getting a chance to work with julia and ben and who are really extraordinary artists from a side of our business that I just don't know anything about. So, to, to when they bring in their, the demo of the song that they've been working on to learn how they approach that and and what their process is like, and then for them to invite me into their process, which is a big deal for them to you know, they're they're award winning artists to invite someone who's. Kind of sings sometimes to sing some of their songs was definitely nerve wracking, you know.
2: And I love, I love the ballad, and I just love the, the message of the king. He just wants some respect, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's all he wants. Yeah, I love. Uh,
8: <laughs> I have great affinity for characters who are completely unself aware, because <laughs> I <they> just always <laughs> think it makes for great, great comedy. You know, here's a guy who's such a, such a, such a bad guy not understanding why people don't love him more (laughs) and in that you also get exactly what this guy is after he just wants to be loved and adored you know he's the most insecure as
2: i'm sure most bad people are you know and we get to see too this moment where you the king and asha there's this alignment that happens too which we don't often see um in the disney movies
8: yeah the the um it was really important to Jennifer and Chris and Fawn that, that uh, you see a full arc of this character that in the beginning is charismatic and fun, and, and maybe is he kind and compassionate? Oh my gosh, what's that? And then that turn into evil, evil, bad. They really wanted to see that and obviously the resolution of that. But I remember coming in a couple of times to really color in that arc of the,
2: the truly, truly mean dude that he is. And he's got a great sense of fashion much like much like yourself you got the chords going on today i love it with the with the with the with the it's my
8: indiana jones professor look that's my <laughs> that's my yeah, so what,
2: what do you hope people take
8: away from the film the, you know i i um i think s- simple messaging is best and i think the great thing about these films because they are geared for children is that the messages are simple and they're usually about love and compassion and kindness and selflessness and how selfishness is not the most attractive trait and can get you thrown away for a long time. Um, It's about joy and about imagination. It's about all of these concepts that Disney has kept alive all of these years and why walking into a giant theater, you leave feeling better than you did when you went inside. It's, It's, especially in, a world like today, that's what we need. That's what we need as a community. So I'm so happy to be a part of it. And about the power of your dreams, too. And to be careful what you wish for. That's that's true. You know? That's true. Um, I do like this combination of like it. it it's the the power and ability of your imagination to create whatever world and whatever you want, but also the matching of that by incredible will and tenaciousness and tenacity and courage. Um, um, but that also too, that powerful wishes come with potentially dangerous, you know, King Magnifico's wish was pretty big, was also pretty bad. Yeah, And he got a lot of it. So yeah. it the crazy reflections that we see in, our real actual live action world with what happens in animated movies is also another another way to teach grand lessons, I think.
2: My last question. Sorry, that's all the time. Oh, uh, will, we okay. see, will we see you sing again? Will we see you singing anything yeah, in the future? Album. Oh, nice, <laughs> album's coming up?
8: Yeah. When is that? Um, next week. Really?
2: I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> uh, not yet. Thank okay, we we'll look forward to it. you. <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> Wish is in theaters now. Also today, everybody, Kurt Russell and his son Wyatt play the same character decades apart in their new Apple TV Plus series, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. The two caught up with our Billy Bush and reveal what it was like working together and why Kurt still has no plans to marry longtime partner Goldie Hahn.
4: Gents. Yep what the hell is going on in this series i'm like i'm trying to figure out what's going on there's a lot of action but i'm only two episodes in but it is <laughs> wild <laughs> well, i think
0: there's a lot of action two episodes in we'll just wait um, it was uh, you go you you you, you you're the
9: you know listen um both wyatt and i had, had we were contacted about doing this and playing the same person and it was godzilla so well wait a minute That's like one of my first memories as a kid. He has, you've never...
0: I've never seen I've never seen a Godzilla. I've seen clips of Kong versus. You're young. You, you've seen Bridezilla.
4: That's on yeah. TLC. It's a reality oh, yeah. show.
0: Yeah. No, but I've never I've, ne- I've never seen one, so I didn't know what quite what to expect because obviously it spanned over a very long period of time, and I, and I wasn't I'll admit a Godzilla fan, so it was met with trepidation. Going, I don't I don't know what this means because it's it, it, it could be anything, and what they wanted to do was bring Godzilla more out of just just the monster world and, and being chased by monsters um, into something that had a little bit more pathos and uh, a story that were driven by characters. So,
9: this is about the people who it's it's it, what you need to know is that yeah, monsters are real. They're, right. they're 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 here and it's not it's not something you can hide anymore from the monarch point of view. And it's something that, that we're going to have to deal with. So what this is about is the people who deal with it as a family story. Uh, and it's really a lot about, you know, how far people will go to show their love for their family and to protect it. But there's a lot of intrigue in it because there's one person who knows a lot more about this than anybody else. But he has he's, he's a bit of a fugitive and doesn't really, really want to talk about it, doesn't want to tell anybody about it. At the same time, he, has a lot of answers as to how to deal with it. And that's Leesha. That's That's where we come in.
0: There's a a young version. And then there's old Lee. (laughs) But you don't know how old Lee really should be. There's some questions around like, How old should he really
4: be something's wrong he's spry to me he looks looks great something something's very wrong here right but you so you're in it together but as you you can't you're not working together Mm -hmm. no no you're in the 50s and
9: you're 50s and i'm in 2015.
4: yeah Yeah. Yeah. it was cool because we'd only
0: worked together on one thing before i was thinking this before we came here about 10 years ago was when we worked on something where i mean we'd smoke cigarettes and sit in the back room and look at, look at like, it was more legal contracts than it was uh, stories. But this is more, we, we for the first time ever got to work together creatively with my dad. It was really cool. And like I've said, I, I got to listen to my dad um, t- tell stories and create stories But my whole life while I was playing hockey. I wasn't doing it, but, I, but I, by osmosis, I think there was some version of that seeped into my mind. And it was cool to be able to get to then apply the things that I learned from my dad and had gone off and done my own stuff uh and and tried to apply my my own way, but then it was like you know kind of for sure talking to your mentor, and then you have those moments where you're like, i'm going to try and break an idea to <laughs> to my dad and and you know, and he's great at saying like, "No, no that idea is not very good. like let's move on and keep thinking <laughs> there's about- no bad ideas <laughs> yeah, there's no bad ideas That's Until that no, one had no ideas. bad ideas, but it was really um. It was great. It was unbelievably really special for, for me to have that
9: experience. Me too. I mean, I you know, Goldie and I have worked together. Kate and I have not. Oliver and I have not. Wyatt and I finally had the opportunity, but to play father and son, that's usually what everybody, we get a lot of that. A lot of people coming to us for father and son, understandably so. But to play the same person, I, I couldn't recall ever seeing that. I couldn't recall, for people that you know, And I thought, you know, what a wonderful opportunity! And so we we worked with the guys a lot and created, I think, a a good character who takes, who, who kind of ties the two time periods together.
0: How long have you been married, Wyatt? Uh, I've been married for <laughs> my wife and I were joking about this the other day. We got married in 2019, so almost four
4: years. Four years. And when are you getting married?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been going with my girl for 40
4: and, you yeah, know, what?
9: I'd say, you know what? How long you been dating you know to... <laughs> It's come up in conversation, whereas it never used to, uh, you know, no. That's... Has it come up? I can't even go there. You got I mean, it. Like why not? You know, I a... why not? <laughs> <laughs> God, it's like every interview that's ever been made. In. Well, he told <laughs> me the birdcage ever. door theory, which I love. Years ago, he <laughs> <laughs> told
4: me about the birdcage door. You well, br- said, well, here, it's here. because Goldie, she, our policy is she has the, it's like I'm the bird and I'm sitting in the thing and the birdcage door is open. And when it's open, All right. the bird, oddly enough, Wants to spend more time in. He doesn't want to leave. Okay, I don't remember that, but I'll you buy said it to me. It, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think you were drunk. I mean, there you, you go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were out
0: of your mind.
9: But <laughs> oh, I was drunk, or sense. you were drunk, but that I remember Birdcage yeah. yeah. Door. You know, let it go. It'll come back. It'll come back if it wants to, and it always wants to when it doesn't you know, have to. We had both been married, so we'd both done that, and and uh, and and you know what? We lived our life. We we lived our life. We've had our family. We are having our family. Our family continues to grow. It's fantastic. They've got another one. On the way, they've got a fantastic. How one long now.
4: before Buddy Prime gets uh, gets companionship?
0: Um, about three months. So three or four mm. months. We're okay. there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. we're we're, we're, in, we're in number two land. We're in true chaos. And you're, you're <laughs> handling one okay. You're ready for two. It's a blast. I mean, I think that Mare and I are like you know a little bit. Uh, we joke about it. We're like, you know, modern day nineteen fifties couple. Like, <laughs> if you give us like seven kids, I think we'd probably enjoy it. <laughs> the, like, as, and with each one, I think it's more chaotic it gets. It's just like, let's well, have, have another one? It's like, you know, it's either one or three. One or three. <laughs> Two, or, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Two is <laughs> well, home. I think That's exactly. Well, how we got four. We yeah. got
9: four. So right. I mean, you know, I can't complain about four. But you
4: piecemealed you know. it together. You didn't have to do four. <laughs> yeah, was it was yours, or yours or mine, or mine or and ours. Yeah, 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 but it all became ours. <laughs> so yeah. What do you take from your father as a father? You mean like, you mean like, like how to be your dad? Yeah.
0: yeah. You, and you
4: can get the other
9: side if you, you want to. Like, <laughs> uh,
0: stuff that really matters? Yeah, all right. um, what do you do for you? No, you know what, I was thinking about this the other day, because it's hard to spend time with your kids and also, um, you know, dedicate time to work or dedicate time to doing things that you, you want to do for yourself. And my dad, and my mom were, were always so good at, even though they had to go away to do work or had to go away to do things, which in the movie business can be difficult because although you're only maybe working for three or four months, now longer, five or six months a year, um, you could spend more time when, when you're not working, they were great at making us understand that we were number one. Like, that, that, what I really want to be doing is being with you. Yeah, and then when and they you weren't. Them. Yeah. well, yeah, because then when then when they weren't working, like <clears throat> he was brought me to every practice, came to every hockey game.
9: That's like. the great thing about being an actor.
0: <clears throat> yeah, you, I learned that can, from my
9: watching you my can dad. Do it, you, right. you, My dad spent more time with us than any of the other dads did. We spent more time with our kids than any of the other dads did. Right, and and mothers in some cases, and now you're spending more time with but i mean you see all the other people. like my
0: my son's like two and a half he's like you know like a a psychotic mental patient half the time (laughs) and 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 i spend so much time with him and i'm so blessed and amazed but also the backfire is like so now when you do have to go to work it's like where are you going yeah trying to explain to him like you know how lucky
3: you are (laughs) (laughs) his
4: his best friend is like yeah so
0: but, but, but like that that's it that to me sort of trumps Getting yelled at, getting you know having certain feelings towards what. As long as you can look back on that when you're older and be like, yeah, my dad spends a lot of time. Like my dad, my dad's like actually fun to be with. Like that <laughs> yeah. was a big one where it's like some dads you went over to their houses and you're like, that sucks. <laughs> like why would you want to be that sucks. Oh, like was, with <laughs> But he was always like strict. I mean, you know, strict, you, let's say you were pretty like strict with stuff. Yeah, not no, like I no thought it would be totally
4: very bohemian. Down. The very bohemian vibe in no, the, in no, the no, Russell no. household. No, 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 not bohemian. No, we're, just like, we're from hipster. New England. We're from Maine. It's it's yeah, you know you're from Maine. Just yeah, like, we still, still, still got, got you it got borders, you got borders. No you got to deal with. No know. one's from Maine. Patrick Dempsey's from Maine. You're from Maine. That means great hair comes from Maine. I was born in Massachusetts, but we moved to Maine.
9: that's where our family came from. Yeah, where where what Bransley? What? Rangeley Maine. Rangeley mm-hmm. Lakes. Yeah. Very gorgeous. Kennebago yeah. Lake uh, is I went to Colby College in
4: Waterville, Maine. I'm yeah. a Maine guy myself. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But it was more just like just don't be dumb. Just don't do stupid. Yeah.
4: yeah. You know. get so much rain if you're not dumb. I'm really cuz no one wants to over parent, So just, No, no. that's the thing. thing. Just be you can take as much as you want. Exactly. I
9: I yeah. I remember I said that once to the kids all of them. I said, "Look, I didn't I'm not I don't want to be a policeman I'm not a cop yeah, yeah right.
1: don't make you know, me just do this, don't
9: right. yeah I don't want to do that so right. we you know just but our kids were all I don't know they were all really good and really fun and they did their stuff that was you know normal they were a lot better as children than I was I got into a lot more trouble than they did yeah. and that's saying something yeah because they got in a lot of trouble <laughs> no but it is I mean I was I was impressed with all no. of them not doing as many stupid things
4: as, as, as I did if your Thousand Oaks High School is best-looking in, the, in, the, that in for, the is, that, is that for real? You found your yearbook. Yeah, that's funny. Is that real? You
9: know you're going to get in a little trouble. That yeah, was funny. I didn't. I didn't. I never yeah. knew that. I didn't. I didn't. even wasn't there for my graduation, so I don't know much. Uh, <laughs> I Missed right. all that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was working. <laughs> um, so before before, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's got a story. So this this he's this, been saving this, this all this morning. This interview home. may not have ever happened. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, you were playing golf, were you not? Yes, Mr. And Bush. I'm pretty much always playing golf if I'm not Mr. Bush, here. Right. you were playing golf a couple of weeks ago. Is that right? You were playing golf in a, in a golf tournament, charity golf tournament. At, yes, Your Honor. At Riviera. At Riviera. And on the tenth hole, Riviera, <laughs> s- somebody was on the tee, and you had to duck for your life because I you, did. Yes, because you pulled up, and I was like. Guy's getting out of his cart. And he didn't see me. I was like, ready. He said, like, par, "Par four. You can you can drive. You can drive the par four. Was that ten? ten. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I was and I, and, and I was like, nah. Yeah, like Ollie already hit a good shot. So I was like, well, if I just like kind of poke it out in the middle, but like I'm gonna get a little umph to it when I get it on the green. You somebody pulls up and I, I this thing's like a warm burner from hell
3: <laughs>
7: it's like top uh, it and, 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 and
0: it was screaming by and you hit the deck and it was i left handed so it was far, far right well it. you so son was, of
4: a bitch I've been looking for you <laughs> for the <laughs> I, mean,
0: I was like oh my god I almost just killed Billy <laughs> Oliver Oliver Oliver, and Oliver, Oliver said yes and, uh, Oliver said you almost just killed Billy Bush. I didn't realize
4: it was serious. I'm so sorry. I'm pulling the jersey up over the I <laughs> <and> then not day
0: you'd remember it because it was like it was actually pretty. Oh my bad. god. Tails from Riviera. Yeah, so
4: just two weeks ago, and here we are. We all made it. Yeah. I'm glad. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much. <laughs> it's good thank seeing you, you Bill. This is great seeing you both. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: You can catch Monarch Legacy of Monsters on Apple TV+. Well, that's all we've got for you today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Extra the Podcast. Be sure to listen and follow on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next time.